The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Stop. Stop it. Stop it right now. I love doing that with you. All right. It's like dogs with a tennis ball. It's terrible. I'm always worried about people who that's the first thing they hear. Like, it's in their car. They they download the episode. They, they don't know how high the volume is because they were listening to the nine and a half minute version of November Rain the day before and just singing real loud. And right. it's just like turning all the way up. It's like, real. All right, so welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 407. <laughs> I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hi, Max. Brian Altano. Brah! And Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Max. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing great. I'm doing, doing real good. good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good Monday. The yeah? beginning of a new week. Did we have, did we have nice weekends? Week. I want to go around yeah. the table. Did we have nice weekends? Andrew, did we have nice weekends? We had a nice weekend, yeah. I uh, hung out with Marty and did some D23 news. I hung out with Marty and did some drinking. Wow. So, um, yeah, all right. Fair fell enough. asleep in his arms. <laughs> I played some uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Everybody loves yeah. Rapture. You lost, everybody you took, lost all the ghosts. Everybody took a Napture. <laughs> everybody's gone to Ravens. Uh, um, yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm glad there's no conventions for uh, at least 24, 25 minutes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Two weeks. Little, Two weeks. Little, little less We're all, yeah. all four of us will be at PAX. Yeah. We have a meet and greet on Saturday night. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's cool. at, uh, at the old candy store. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we finally uh, talked to book that venue, but we finally got it. Yeah. a bunch of old emergency candles. We're going to be exploring <laughs> mine, so if you'd like to come with us. That would be an incredible meetup. Sneak out if it was and like, meet us under the old flagpole. <laughs> I actually love the idea of us doing meet and greets that aren't at bars or restaurants. Yeah, at like abandoned like, hospitals. We're going to Howe's Cavern in upstate New York, and we're all going to get married on the Love Rock. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. We're having a, a meet and greet slash a drag race out at Dead Man's Curve. Uh, so if you want to prove that you're a tough guy, uh, if you if you dress your car to look like a twisted metal character, you automatically get in first. <laughs> let's talk about some PlayStation. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Um, yeah. So quick, yeah. quickies with Andrew. I made yeah. the PowerPoint. This is, is a Word document. This PowerPoint. It'd be how great many, job how many months? <laughs> Max, how many months have you here? So I was like, ah, what am I? Uh, how do I do that? Uh, this was. Uh, this is quickies. The only with Max. difference between me and you is you're better at faking it. No, I 100 percent, 100 percent true, 100 percent true. Uh, quickies with Max. Yeah. We'll call it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hosted by Andrew. 
Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you can. You yeah. Can, you got. You've got your papers. Papers ruffled. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah. in that shape. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so violated. All right. D twenty three is a D twenty three. Yep. They did some cool video games announcements. There were lots of cool movie things uh, like Rogue One and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. games had some stuff. Um, the biggest was Kingdom Hearts uh, is getting a Big Hero Six World. Yeah. Which is like I would never ever have predicted that, but it looks incredible. Yeah. It uh, like, takes place canonically after the movie, which I like. Your your buddies with regular Baymax, but then there's like. Sad dark Baymax. There's an evil one. And so spoilers for Big Hero Six. It's the Baymax that was left behind in the portal. Apparently, yeah. he was like gone crazy. Or oh, that's yeah. like really dark. Yeah, yeah, like isn't that kind of that he like went insane because he was left alone in this portal? That's horrible. Yeah. I kind of love it though. Was um, really? It's oh, man, super dark. That is really a, messed up. A really really interesting choice. Yeah. To yeah. Partner here. Uh, I mean, Big Hero Six is, is based on a Marvel comic. I think a lot of people forget that. Very yeah. heavily anime influenced, so mm-hmm. I can see why they would be like, "This will do well with a, a primarily JRPG property." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's also not really like it's not. You think Big Hero Six, you don't immediately think Disney or Marvel, but it yeah. is both those things. Mm-hmm. And it's so also it's a cool stakes, world, yeah. like San Francisco or whatever, yeah. is like awesome. Yeah. Like I yeah. really like that the world they built in the movie specifically. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this. The one piece of art they showed was really cool. Sora's like riding on the back of Baymax and yep. has the Keyblade and is fighting evil, dark, spooky Baymax. I and really enjoyed the, the short they showed before that of the, the, the dog. dog. Oh, yeah. dog that was real foods. sad. Yeah. That wasn't, it was happy in the That end. girl left that boy. Yeah. Uh, on a similar note, we're also getting the Keyblade in Disney Infinity. Yeah, so yeah. it's an ultimate unlock in, uh, in, in Infinity. Yeah, so it's 3.0. like yeah. when you get everything else, you get that, I guess. Um, that's, I think that's cool. I think that's a fun little... Neat there, little thing. There are like a few video games a year where I'm kind of like, man, I wish I had kids. And Disney Infinity is one of them. Like that's the kind of game I would like totally on a Saturday afternoon just boot it up and just play yeah. for a few hours just because it's just a really dumb, goofy sandbox. And I could do that yep. by myself, but I don't know. I just feel like it's well, a, it's totally a multiplayer thing. They showed off the um, Episode Seven toys too. Yeah. So there's like Finn and Ray, which yes. is just cool. And they're and actually voiced. Did you see the Death Star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And they're being actually voiced by um, John Boyega and Daisy mm-hmm. Ridley, which is cool. Yeah, nice. yeah I, I think it's cool that they like Mar- Like the fact that this happened at all at D twenty three is a really cool example of Disney kind of getting it. That like at the same event they showed Civil War footage and a bunch of new Star Wars information and all their video game stuff. Like they're very finely cohesive, and it's like one one Disney. Like as yeah. lame as that sounds, it's not just like our movies arm and our production arm and blah blah blah. Like I like that all these worlds are kind of coexisting. Which yeah. is it's it's really it's exciting for. Us because we, you know, people who enjoy video games and movies and TV shows, it, it ripples through everything. And it's good to see that they're calculating that and mm-hmm. not just sort of just being like, oh, well, we have this thing over here and it doesn't communicate with this thing over here or this thing over here. Like all their universes are literally coming together in their theme parks, in their, yeah. in their video games. They have like, a monopoly yeah. on childhood, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, totally. They just have this amazing, like, sort of singular vision now and, mm-hmm. like, singular voice. And everything is sort of held up to these certain standards. I love uh, it. Which I think is really great. The one area where they have been kind of, I would say, lacking compared to everyone else, has been games, though, which is interesting. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kingdom Hearts and Disney Infinity are probably the two kind of safest bet, uh, you know, Disney property mm-hmm. video game yeah. Yeah. components. Uh, EA hasn't really proven themselves yet. I mean, Battlefront looks awesome, but, like, yeah. that whole, you know, that's kind of a that's kind of a gray area, you know? And yeah, then, and there's... I mean, we don't, I'm assuming the motive slash visceral game is going to be rad, but that's... It's always a way. so far away. Yeah. That's the um, thing. Disney Infinity is brilliant, though, because, like, we, you know, kind of, you know, bitch and moan about, like, licensed games being awful and like product tie-ins mm-hmm. this is the perfect platform for that because they're just like hey we made some toys and they work in this game yeah. and it's yeah. basically like how do you package DLC 
Well, there you go. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. funny. In like the, the 16 and 32-bit era, we would have gotten all of these things and properties would have had their own games that they might, have been, been, might have been really crappy. Uh, no, I mean, during the 16-bit era, we would have gotten incredibly awesome 2D, 2D sprite-based platforming games from Capcom. Yeah. But everything. Yeah. yeah. Three like, years later, it would have been really god-awful yeah. 3D <laughs> platforms. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah, Marty but, and I were just talking about this, that like there aren't tie-in games anymore like yeah. at all like yeah. the fact that there's no force avengers awakens game. video game yeah. or avengers game or mm-hmm. anything is like or even like even like jurassic the dark world right yeah. jurassic they, world they get i mean they got lego stuff. and stuff but like i mean yeah for the most part like we don't the days are basically gone where you get like a crappy dark knight game I mean, connected to the movie that's or whatever. the thing that's also crazy like some of the biggest movies of the past decade like there was no hunger games actual like console game there was exactly no twilight game like and dark knight I, I just said it but dark knight was the the first one i remember like being surprised at that. Yeah. Like being yeah. like, was there an Avatar game? Uh, yeah. There was an iPhone yeah. game. And there was no, a there Batman. Was, there was a console. Oh, yeah. Ubisoft. Yeah. I think it was a Ubisoft yep. game. Yeah. There was you a Batman wanna... Begins game too that was rolled out. Yeah. You know what would have yeah. been a great a great Twilight game would have been Vampire Baseball from the, <laughs> from the one yep. worthwhile yeah. scene in that entire yeah. Yeah. awful movie. Yeah. Where just they can jump, they can jump high, and they but, can eat a deer. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you lose a Half match, you have to chase down a deer and bite it in the neck. <laughs> Dark Knight got an iPhone game, right? That was like really want. It was one of those game loft open world kind oh, of. God, oh God, yeah. really? And like Jurassic World got a park building simulator sure. that was basically well, a reskin of something they built. Yeah, but mobile is sort of the Lego Wild West. Game, yeah. 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 yeah, mobile is like. Yeah, all those tie-in games come to. There was a Hunger Games game. Yeah, I guess like mobile is where that stuff lives now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're like, I mean, even like Age of Ultron, right? Like, why wasn't that like a, a three? Well, that got Disney Infinity. That's yeah. the whole thing. Is like Disney got, Infinity like, is that that's the, that's the catch-all. Like, there it's going to be yep. it's going to be Disney Infinity and Lego, and Lego yep. Dimensions is going to break that down a whole lot because, yeah. like, you yeah. look at like Jurassic the Jurassic World games or Jurassic Park Lego games. I feel like that was kind of. Like the first Jurassic Park, everyone loves it. Second one, yeah, all right. Jurassic Park three, you're getting kind of in the weeds there, yeah, and it's like I don't remember anything from that movie. Yeah. Uh, so like, how do you? You don't remember do the you... part where four people had to stand on colored blocks at the same time to lower a car <laughs> from a tree, and then they all punched a clown. Like, yeah, <laughs> William game... H Macy has some acting chops. I know, and that 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 movie did get off the rails. But yeah, that that game was, uh, you know, like it was an interesting way to revisit yeah. Jurassic World, but it's 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 ultimately slapstick. And the same sure. thing I feel sort of Disney Infinity is it's not slapstick, but it's obviously a kind of cartoony. Well, you open get to do game. with with these little with these toy packages, you yeah. get to have kind of vertical slices where it's like, oh hey, like, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna do a full blown Scooby Doo video game for like Lego. I, no, I think, I think it no. probably could. It could work if they really put their minds to <laughs> yeah. it. But dude, Lego More Dimensions, likely, it's gonna be just part of Dimensions. Yeah, and dude. that's the thing, it scratches that. Like I talked about this in GameScoop. I guess I haven't talked about it here. Uh, Lego Dimensions was my game to show at Gamescom because. That game is so like the amount of fan service they put into it doesn't. It's like they didn't even have to do this, but mm-hmm. like they, like the Doctor Who one I was talking about on GameScoop, like if you die as Doctor Who, like you, you play as the twelfth Doctor, but if you die, you respawn as one of the other Doctors, mm-hmm. and if you go into the TARDIS, like depending on which Doctor you go in as, the whole inside is different to correlate with the show, and they played the theme song from that yeah. like that era, and like in the Wizard of Oz world, if you walk off the edge, you fall down, and there's a like Kansas level that's yep. just a secret that's yep. there as a joke basically yeah. and like this the Scooby-Doo world is all cel-shaded and if you mm-hmm. drive anyone else in there like you become cel-shaded and it matches the art yeah. style and, like, yeah. there's yeah. so many like, I really smart, love stuff like that. cool things in that game they yeah. did it with Jurassic World actually I was telling Max about this but they had uh, Malcolm mode and you basically unlocked it and it changed all the voice ca- clips for everything in the game to like ah ha 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 that is really? like awesome it's really smart and they also had Nedry mode where he was just like uh, is, is Dennis Nedry being like ah 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 you didn't say the magic word but every time you punch someone that. it was like ah ah 
Ah, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's like little things yeah. like that are, are really goofy. They're, they're yeah. charming, and like I, for me, like yeah, there's a lot of that in dimensions. I'm I'm curious to see. Like I I wrote a thing about like Portal. There's like Valve approved Portal mm-hmm. content yeah. that takes place well, after Portal Two. It's grown ass adults making toys. Yeah, you know, and it's them channeling their love into something that you know. That, that being works. said, yeah. I do kind of want like a Force Awakens dedicated console, like a tie-in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and it's I, like I, I look at Battlefront. I'm like, God, I wish it had a campaign. We're getting the Jakku level, I guess, and that's like, yeah. They should yeah. Also so, that so that's yeah. being hyped up as being like our first look at Planet Jakku, but it's mm. the battle of like they showed one piece of concept art for that, and it was regular X-wings and regular stormtroopers, and I don't think we're getting I don't think we're getting Force Awakens stuff because the whole thing is at the right. beginning of Force Awakens we see like all these down star destroyers, and yeah. all, this, all this junk and stuff. This is explaining how that junk got there. So this is still basically original trilogy right after Jedi. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So it's not going to be it's going to be a new. It's going to be a vaguely Tatooine-esque looking level, but we're probably not going to see any new hardware or vehicles or anything. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, they were they EA basically said, you know, we've been we've been working very closely with the people making the movie, and we're trying to like replicate that battle scenario as much as possible. But they're like not showing any of the new X wings, like the black and gold one that uh, what's yep. his name has. Last um, Isaac, yeah, Marty Sleeve. Man, we got way off the rails. Anyway, um, yeah, um, yeah. with Andrew. A lot of Star Wars stuff. There's yeah, the, the, the other thing was um, a Darth Vader theme PS4. Yo, it sucks. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, it really sucks. The console looks fine. Can the I controller just, can looks I, awful. Can I go off about this? I really, I really hate this. There are so many cool high tech things in the world of Star Wars, and none of those things have a picture of Darth Vader yeah. on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a ton yeah. of really cool high tech things in the world of uh, Batman Arkham Arkham Knight, and none of those have a picture of Batman on them. Yeah. Like it's just, I wish that somebody could just be like. Let's make it like let's add like a layer of kind of role play to this. Yeah, like, make, it look, make it look like a universe in that world, which yeah. they nailed for the the Star Wars Xbox 360. Exactly, yeah, totally the R two. It made R two noises. The R two lo- controller. The, the R two looks like something if you had covered it with sand and thrown it in the corner of a Jawa sand crawler with a bunch of yeah. like little Jawas tooling away at it, and an eyeball pops out of it or something. It would have looked like something from Star Wars. And even the controller was like you know, they made it C three PO gold. It like had the same look to it. It didn't have a picture of C three PO's face on it yeah. or yeah. his hands holding it or whatever. I mean, I think. Uh, I'm sort of split on this because I think that like the the PS4 looks interesting like it's a cool print um, I could go without the all over print Star Wars thing that they're doing and everything mm-hmm. did the same thing with the GTA one where they just wrote Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto all over it um, personally uh, my PS4 sits in an entertainment center so this means nothing mm-hmm. to me yeah uh, but I know there's a lot of people like that it show off their consoles and I'm totally with Max I would love to see something that looks like like model it after the scene where Darth Vader gets into that sphere and the the yeah the lid make comes it look down. like the surface oh, what is that his bath make it look like weird yeah you, paneling you have that, wires like, and tubes yeah. and stuff there's so much great design just wow a Death Star one would have been so smart yeah mm-hmm. yeah it would have been I mean there's a there's a, a term that Lucas used when he was making the costumes which was, which was greebly which was a thing that you didn't really know what it did but it looked high tech yeah and like you could just put a bunch of those on a on a PS4 it would look, look great yeah, yeah it's, it's every time a kid is drawing a robot and he, he draws squares and circles yeah. and knobs and levers and stuff like that to make it look like it's, it's high tech but this is just a picture of Darth Vader mm-hmm. and like yeah if you're on the fence about getting a PS4 and you haven't gotten one yet like yeah this is an awesome looking system it's a great bundle. The controller we didn't really talk about. That, that's a little bit more like the controller's like his chess piece. Uh, I think it, the controller's the worst part. I, don't, I, don't I, don't like I think it looks. I think it looks, ta- I think it looks tacky. I've know? seen. Yeah. I've seen Star Wars a billion times. I didn't get immediately that they were going after. No, this it looks plate. so weird. Like three of the face buttons are white, and then the circle is. Red. Well, and the might, bumpers are the bumpers are red and blue. Yeah. It might yeah. look better in person, but I think that they really missed the mark there. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's like you've got this. You've got a cool machine that lights up, and it could look like anything. I, also, it's very possible that this is uh, weird rules set up by Sony. Yeah, like you can't 
you can't overbrand your brand on top of the PlayStation brand. That could be. That's yeah, I was that might be it, actually. How awesome would it be to see a Lego-branded PlayStation, mm-hmm. like just a red one that has brick patterns yeah, all yeah. over the top of it, that'd so you cool. put your Lego Dimensions dudes all over it? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be brilliant. But like, see, I don't know if we're ever going to see that because Lego is like a... a another huge massive toy giant and I don't know if Sony wants to be you're, like oh you're, you're totally right in that it might be some sort of patent thing where you're not allowed to actually mess with the exterior it's, you can't do like the Pikachu N64 or whatever it was yeah. um, but I remember like the uh, the the what was it the 20th anniversary system they did yeah. was gorgeous yeah. because oh, they got yeah. to they got to go with the color scheme they did the all over print thing but it was kind of uh, subdued yeah. um, and the controller was obviously throwing back to one that they used to make and it's like I there's something about seeing those colors that make me nostalgic and I don't get that from just seeing a picture of Darth Vader on something yeah. like you can you can go on a decal site and buy a sticker if you mm-hmm. want to put a that's what I was going to say that's what this looks like to me this looks like when people go on eBay and they get like a custom printed sticker for the front of their PS4 yeah. well not even to mention yeah. the fact that you can remove that part of your PS4 and customize it like you don't need to buy a separate PS4 for that mm-hmm. like that, they should just have a store for this kind of stuff where if I wanted to trade my PS4 faceplate I can do that, and I don't yeah. need to buy a whole new one. So. Yeah. yeah. So one of the other weird things about that, though, is that it, the bundle also comes with a handful of old Star Wars games, one yeah. of which is Super yeah. Star Wars, yeah, which is like uh, never really left Super Nintendo. And that's the insane thing. It's like, once again, like with Rare Replay on Xbox One, like Sony and Microsoft are kind of doing a better job at publishing old Nintendo games Absolutely. than Nintendo yeah. is. Absolutely. Like, there are more playable N64 games on Xbox One than on Wii U, yeah. which is which so is weird. Yeah, yeah and, so you get... Oh, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, the four games are Super Star Wars, uh, Racer's Revenge, Bounty Hunter, and Jedi Starfighter, all of which are going to have, like, Three of those support. are PS2. Yeah. yeah. But Super I mean, Star Wars being a Super Nintendo game, really I don't... Odd. I yeah. don't know if we've actually ever seen that re-released since... Was that even on the Wii? On the no, virtual console? I don't think so. No, right? I don't know, yeah. I mean, not to my knowledge. And, like, like that's that has been a Super Nintendo exclusive for, like, but years. it's just also weird. Are they just going to do that one? Like, are they going to do Empire and Jedi? I mean, you got to do Empire and Jedi. Jedi is really cool. Too. I really yeah. hope that this, this means that they're going to be just like one of my biggest concerns with with Lucas Lucas Arts going under was just the lack of archival. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the catalog it seems like yeah. between. Um, I mean, uh, not day, not day, day of the Tentacles getting it too, but. Um, Grim Fandango. Yeah, Grim Fandango. Like it's the fact that Sony was actually going, being like, "Hey, let's uh, let's put this stuff on our on our platform. That's a that's a good thing." Yep. Do you? Uh, I would well, love it's that like, who, you know, I mean, that we saw yeah, that totally. that image leak out from from D twenty three of the press conference where they were talking about this, and who's standing front and center? It's Adam Boys. Yeah, and he's yeah. just a guy. By the way, Adam, I don't know if you listen to the show. You've lost a ton of weight. He looks great. I don't he know how you're really doing good. this. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing work. I don't think he listens to the show. But no, well, maybe might. his friends do. Pass it yeah. along. His friends. <laughs> uh, but it's it's him, front and center, because I know yeah. that people like him care. Like, mm-hmm. it's a guy who's yeah. just like, let's find games that people care about and put them front and center. And, you know, that's, yeah. it's really cool. Like, you know, I don't feel like we got that through the LucasArts era, where people were just sort of like, yeah, we have these old games. We can re-release them, maybe. Like, there was no one was really like, here's that collection. I mean, uh, Max and I have a friend, Ryan Scott, who we do Comedy Button with, used to work here. Uh, he's huge old school Lucas guy. He's got all the old PC boxes because that some like it's, it's sometimes the only way to play them yep. is to you know have these old discs or pirate them or something like that. So to see them sort of reaching into the archives and being like, yeah, if you like Star Wars stuff, like we got tons of old Star Wars games, like pull them out. Like, yeah, I want to play Yoda stories yeah. again, even though it sucks. I want to play Shadows of the Empire in widescreen. Yeah, how awesome, that game's how awesome would it be if there was like a Rare Replay-esque thing where it was just, here's 30 old yep. Star Wars games. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah, like Rare Replay, oh, yeah. 15 God. of them are probably going to be awful, but like yeah. it'd be awesome oh, to yeah. just have a disc. That and I almost yeah. wonder, I, I'm kind of expecting as part of how they negotiated this, like, Nintendo 
to very soon announce like, hey, Empire Jedi are coming, but only to Wii U. Like, because basically, like, why put Super Star Wars only on PS4? I think that's fascinating. See, I man, I. Or at the I, very I, least, I think Super Star Wars will I, also I wish come that. To I don't see Nintendo doing that dude, at all. I, I, don't think, think, I just well, don't think I'm they even, get it. I'm like not Sony even does. saying to be cool. I'm saying as part of the negotiation, if this yeah. is exclusive to Nintendo, I, mean, like, yeah. I would just be surprised to see this on PS4 and not Wii But you. imagine if like Rogue Squadron came to PS4 or like Pod, be uh, the Pod Racer 64 yeah. game. I mean, yeah. I wonder what you even sell because these are going to be free with this with this PS4. Yeah. But they'll obviously sell them piecemeal. They're going to sell them standalone. What do you well, sell yeah. a, a Super Nintendo game for on the PlayStation Store? 15 bucks? 10 bucks? What? $15? No, I don't like, know. If everybody's gone to the Raptor, it's 20 How much could one banana cost? $10? Because they're like, they're like seven or eight on the on the Wii U. Yeah. Man. I could see the PS2 games being like maybe like you know seven or ten. You yeah, know, but but I, I love they the. They're also they're also touched up a little bit graphically. Which yeah, is, which is yeah. good. If that I if that, that being said, a couple of those games kind of suck. The Boba Fett game's not great, or the Jango Fett game, or whatever. Yeah, Boba um, Fett. I would I would want to play Force Unleashed again, like if it's in widescreen or something like that, yeah. or HD. I mean, um, but no, was, I like the, I like the idea of what you're saying of the sort of like, yeah, but it was HD like. What we thought five, HD five was, ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with like we're getting a remade Gears of War from a 360 game, and it's like, uh, but I would love, I would love the PS4 to slowly sort of just become this console that is a giant box that archives old Star yeah, Wars games. Totally, like, that's really cool. Like the rare replay thing, yeah, a lot of those games are bad, but I think it's kind of interesting to sort of. Uh, track the trajectory in which mm-hmm. they were made especially being able to be like here's how 12 different developers did the battle of hoth like that's yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah. i love i love that kind of stuff yeah like, i want to see more i want i would love to see certain uh even like first party sony studios release things like like how awesome would a naughty dog collection be like going all the way back uh, to we actually, jack and that's a, hey no no it's no. <laughs> um, a question we're going to get into that later so but yeah no Ooh, it's, it's right there though. so uh <laughs> speaking of things from a long long time ago getting re-released Today, uh, Uncharted Collection, some some pretty recent games that are getting re-released in mm-hmm. one big pretty package, all polished up real nicely, but with no multiplayer. But there's a bunch of new stuff that is coming to the Uncharted yeah. remastered. Uh, there's a photo mode, yeah, so you can take a picture of a man's a man's big old muscular butt cheeks. You when know he's what? Hanging off a cliff. <laughs> I make fun of photo <laughs> mode, but the the pictures people got from Last of Us are like incredible. Yeah, and from Second Son. There yep. is Explorer mode, which is basically making combat a little bit easier. So if you just want to kind of plow through a bunch of games and <laughs> look how many points at me yeah this is actually pretty cool because it's uh i mean i've beaten those games and i think the least interesting part of them is when you're stuck yep. in a circular canyon shooting 75 dudes this is like for 40 perfect minutes. for like, replays yeah yeah i think yeah. it's like I, I i'm not afraid to admit that i'll play a game on easy and i'll play a game on baby if i want to play it again like i've beaten uncharted 3 2 and 1 so if i want to go back and play it on explorer mode and just see how beautiful it looks totally then there's a speed run mode which has a timer yeah, that's yep. literally the only thing that's different. Yep. Put the little clock it in the lets corner. you know how fast you're doing it. Uh, and then there is brutal difficulty mode. After you beat crushing, it unlocks that, and I guess it's uh, it makes it so you can't kill anyone. You, you just keep shooting them until they, <laughs> until you they guys, get tired. Have you guys and go played home. any of the of Uncharted games on the hardest setting? Uh, yeah, two. They are they're very punishing. Yeah, yeah that I mean, like, it's not as hard as like Last of Us, but no, yeah, La- get... Last of Us and the hardest setting was next yeah. to impossible. I got yep. I got now, eaten by a cordyceps. Yeah, I actually like the Last of Us because it felt. It, it was da- down to that sort of like Resident Evil on hard oh, type yeah. of thing mm-hmm. where like you have no bullets. It's all and about like inventory just, management. Yeah, and getting through an encounter without. Yeah, you don't want to engage in combat anyone. at all. Yeah. But you don't really have that option in um, in Uncharted. Like it's yeah. literally clearing areas to advance. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very difficult. But for trophy uh, hunters out there, that's huge. One thing that's also really exciting, and I'm completely baffled by this. They say that there are sixty over 65 skins that you can play through the single player with. 
Oh, really? Yeah. They're all the... Are there... They're, are, what? what? They're all the, they're, we're, they're all the multiplayer skins, so it's like Fat Nathan Drake, and like there are a whole bunch. Like, well, yeah, I know. Like In this two? room, we could not make that list, though. Like we could, yeah, sure. Is it just like here's Nathan Drake with a winter coat on? Here's Nathan. Yeah, Drake. probably. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. like all of the Uncharted Donut three Drake. multiplayer skins, basically. Yeah. But you can use them in Are single there, player. I hope guessing. there's going to be some new stuff there too. I yeah. I will be very very surprised if there is no Joel. There's party Sully. I hope. There's oh, part. Joel would be cool. I bet you Joel's Joel going to be, be in there. I would like to see uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, like that'd be play. awesome. <laughs> like a yeah. like a realistic man looking Crash just a re- yeah. just, Even if it's just like Crash Mandicoot, but he's holding an AK forty seven. He's got a beard and a gun. <laughs> or just Nolan North. Just a yeah. Very oh, that'd Nolan be North awesome. Skin. That would yeah. that would like again. That would not surprise me one bit. Joel and, and, really uh, cool. and Nolan North are t- like two like skins that would just make a ton of sense. I hope it's not just like Soldier seventy socks. Here's seven or whatever. here's Nathan Drake, but he's covered in gold. He's just a, <laughs> just a gold version of him. <laughs> It'll probably be that. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll Pregnant do the last two. Elena. We'll do the last two real fast. Uh, Final Fantasy VII as a 2D brawler. This is really weird. Uh, it's like a fan-made project. It's cool, and like they put a lot of time into it. I'm not personally crazy about like the style they use. I tried um, to go to the website, and it was down, so I don't know if they got a cease and desist. Oh, they might have. Uh, yeah. Kind of a weird thing to be getting to try to remake it on the side when uh, the other thing is getting legitimately. Yeah, remade. and I just don't. Which, I love which just happened to the um, the Resident Evil yeah, one. Resident Evil Two remake got shut so down. So I love stuff like this. I love the people put the time like that incredible 3D Chrono Trigger remake people were making for years. Like I love this stuff, but it's like, how do you not know at this point that you're going to get shut down? Like why not put that time and effort into a new game, something that's been in, like these people are crazy talented and like you know this is a really cool way to get noticed but like you know it's going to get pulled down so well like it's like like when I was growing up like my dad had George Carlin records and I would put them on and listen to them and then I would go to school and I would tell my friends those jokes or I would like trace the Ghostbusters logo to get good at drawing like you start doing stuff like this and these guys will get a cease and desist and then five years from now they'll be making a triple A game for EA like, do you guys, sure. do you guys I think you have time to start somewhere Brian admitted to stealing jokes <laughs> right there yeah it, I was in second yeah. grade <laughs> look oh, at this pop- Italian <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I it's the kind of bittersweet double-edged sword of, of the internet is that yeah. people don't click on stuff if they if they don't know what it is mm-hmm. But yeah. like that that's why we get uh you know, we get so many remakes and adaptations and sequels is people are like, Oh, like Transformers, I know what that is and yeah. they go see it and they're like, Oh, it's nostalgic, it makes me feel good. Oh, or it's remastered, oh it's a familiar thing, oh it's a it's the seventh movie in the series. I do think this is pretty um it's pretty amazing that we've we've gotten so far away from it enough that we can nostalgically make kind of crappy 2D brawlers based on established franchises because there was a while where that was happening in the 90s and it was just like they would take a movie and turn it into a 2D brawler or like uh, what was it like I think like stuff like Final Fight or uh, like Mortal Kombat became a side scroller like (laughs) things that like you don't expect to happen like just became 2D brawlers uh, and they stopped doing that for a while because they were mostly bad, and now we can kind of go back to it. So that's that's pretty awesome. I I would totally play a Final Fantasy. Yeah, we haven't really had like aside from like Castle Crashers and the Scott Pilgrim game. Yeah, there haven't, yeah. There haven't been a lot of to be relevant. Scott Pilgrim is really I just, fun. Yeah, I love awesome. it when something is when you when you take a, a game and you remake it as exactly the opposite genre. You know, mm-hmm. like oh here's something that's strategic and menu heavy and very a lot of store, and then it's like oh you got to punch a guy in the air a bunch until he's yep. dead. <laughs> I mean, it's like when they did that that uh, bunch of serious Sam games. Like Devolver put those out. One of them was like a, a JRPG where you're just like adding giant guns on top of your guns, guns and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Hawk Five soundtrack. 
Yeah, like... Why did you put this on this document? I put... Because I we, uh, we're all very old and we're all going to die because I know three of these bands. Yeah. I, mean, uh, like, I, know I literally don't also. know. Like, yeah. I know Atmosphere. I know Death Room Above. Yeah. I know Four Year Strong. And I know Ratatat. But yeah, it's just a bunch Rat-tat, of... Ratatat, yeah. It's, yeah. Anti-Flag. A lot of these don't sound real. Cloud Nothings is not a real band. Crass Mammoth is not Yo- a real band. Yogi and Skrillex sounds like a cartoon I want to watch. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not... Well, you got Kiss and Scooby-Doo. It's not that far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You uh, guys... Like, I, I'm on the review for this whenever it comes out at the end of September. Uh... Like, are you guys excited about this? I mean, like, so you guys, like, where do you hold? I'm not Tony excited Hawk? by it. I am fascinated by the development, though, because mm-hmm. it seems like it was shot out of a cannon. It's getting totally rushed. They completely switched the art style a month ago, which yeah. is like totally unheard of. And I think it was because they were getting a lot of complaints that the graphics weren't good because they weren't. And they're like, shove a cell shading filter on it, and um, then we'll tell people it's art style. And mm. it's just, I, don't, I mean, to me, it looks like... Um, How did that not get focus grouped out? Like I don't the, know. the amount of amount of like manpower and money and attention that goes into something like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. Yeah. And nobody was like, these graphics look kind of crappy. Let's do something before we reveal but them. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like, I, I did like a bunch of Activision interviews at E3 and Gamescom, and I kind of always forget this is even coming. Like, I don't think they are treating it like a big, like... No, they're Like, not. look at how they're treating Guitar Hero, right? This is, like, a big, like, revival of a franchise. Right. And, like, it's, like, everywhere. And it's, like, a big push. And they have, like, all this marketing for it. And, like, Tony Hawk, like, until a story like this pops up, I completely forget that it right. exists. So, like, I think, like, my guess is that they got pitched on it. Like, I don't think they recruited a developer. But I don't yeah. know. It's, like, I'm <clears throat> I don't super know. interested. Like, I don't think this is going to do well. And this is probably the nail in the coffin for the franchise. I well, and that's that's the thing, right? Like, this is supposed to be them coming back after there were already seven nails in the coffin in a row. Sure. And then you take a few... I mean, by the time, like, it, the Tony Hawk games were... Tony Hawk won't stay in his coffin. Break it out. He's skating on it. Um, it. Tony Hawk games were a running joke when I first started working in this industry. By then, they were they were so... It was like, uh, what was it? Tony Hawk Ride. There was Tony yep. Hawk Air. There was... American Wasteland. American Wasteland. I mean, there was a bunch of DS ones that were cell shaded like they well that's making... what Activision does with their franchises though like yeah it's it's just interesting because I, mean, yeah. I mean it's just nuts to look at the series that like Tony Hawk like one and two on yeah. PS1 and the three on PS2 were like legitimate game of the year contenders yep. like yep. Were, it was getting nines and tens like three I still go back and play because it's incredible um but yeah, it's just sort of what happens when you try to release yearly installments of a series that shouldn't have it well it, yeah I think it was even more than that it was yearly in- installments that they were constantly trying to change the formula yeah, like, on. You can get off your board now. It's like, well, yeah. no one, no like, one they wants were, they were And the awful ride peripheral. Yeah, yeah, like they were needlessly kind of messing with like, like the downhill jam or whatever it was was one of yeah. them or something. And it was just all skating down a hill. Yeah. Like why? There's Tony Hawk Dirty, like, dirty give, Dogs. Yeah, just give people prettier and prettier and more innovative and cooler looking sandboxes to skate in every single year. Like sell extra warehouses and, and you know, uh, the alien town or whatever is as DLC like five bucks a park or whatever like how has nobody modded skateboarding into GTA 5 yet they probably have. is there no skateboarding in that game no there's, really there's BMX bikes and there's you could, what if you, you could, could turn into a, a hawk what if you could be a dog hawk, and get on a, a literal hawk I mean even like there was a, a there was a while Tony. where there was a while where the, uh, that sounds like the you way do, better game do than this. <laughs> become a hawk that's like a stony hawk kind of but even uh even like God even EA, e, even like EA's games like skate like, why did those stop? I don't know, because Justin Rubio was in the soundtrack. That's why. Really? Yeah, he okay. has a song in the soundtrack. I like, I like how that was. Shout out to Justin Rubio. Justin Rubio. <laughs> Going back out. to feeling old because we don't know some of the artists on this on this uh, track list, 
I want to point out that when we were younger, we didn't know everybody on the on the the lineup for the Tony Hawk soundtracks either. Yeah. Like That's there was true. that was like somebody's first exposure to like Goldfinger yeah, or CKY or, like, or whatever Tribe Called Quest or something. Yeah, yeah. like it, there's always that sense. Of, oh, some of these are big kid bands. Like, wow, I don't what's know. a funky Homo sapien? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who put Hob on here. But... Yeah, I know this jumped out at me. <laughs> I put that on there. Uh, the guys who made Torchlight have a game coming out called Hob. Which um, did you guys ever play Torchlight at all? No, that's the one that's it was like Diablo, right? Yeah, uh, it was coming. It was kind of on PC and sort of in the works around the same time Diablo three was hotly anticipated, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, well I'm just going to wait for Diablo." And it was it wound up being like super in kind of in the same way that I feel like like Dark Souls came out like a week after Skyrim or whatever. Yeah, and kind of in time since then, everyone went back and they were like, "Oh, this is actually really good too," in a different way. Torchlight was uh, kind of all the the cool stuff, uh, all the cool like dungeon crawly loot stuff from Diablo two. I feel like I didn't get that into it, but I played I played a bit of it and. Yeah. Uh, these guys have a new game on the work in the works called Hob that is really pretty. Uh, yeah, it's all it does. Kinda, it does look really pretty. Yeah. Looks kind of like, uh, you know, in the same in the same pile as like um, what is it, Rhyme and mm-hmm. that just like colorful fantasy stuff. A little yeah. bit like below, just very kind of Zelda like, I guess. Yeah. No, so I'm, I don't know. Yeah, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, we have a question from Matt B. Hey Matt. Uh, this question is for everyone, but especially Max. That's why I picked it. I'm Max. <laughs> I can't say a word. Why do I record myself talking all the time? With the new Metal Gear coming out, I started wondering how good you are at Metal Gear. Do you find yourself starting out a mission trying to sneak, but it ends up turning to a bloodbath, or are you able to stay stealthy for the most part? Thanks, and beyond. 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 Um, I'm really, really bad at stealth games. Really? I've always been incredibly bad at stealth games, because I, I feel like I generally overthink how smart the AI is, mm-hmm. and then I screw up. Like I'm cl- like when I'm when I'm aware of what they're doing, I'm like too aware. It's basically just like any social interaction yeah. where I'm like, oh my god, they're on to me. They know I'm a <laughs> fraud, and it's they're gonna catch me, and I'm gonna screw this up. And then on some completely unrelated thing, I'll like walk into a chair, and it'll fall over. And everyone's yeah. like, what's he doing? Um, There's something I really love about playing stealth games, even though you're not great at them, because mm-hmm. I've been doing the same thing for years, and it's really it's they're almost like. There's this sort of like comical zaniness to them when oh, yeah. you do that because you're just sort of like you're crouching and you're sneaking and scurrying along and the guy's looking. At you, he's like, I clearly see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 25 people call. Like I always do the thing in Splinter Cell games where I will stealthily take out 12 people in a row. One guy will see me and I'm just like, everybody has yeah. to die now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, the, there's something weirdly, yeah. Yeah. There's I love something weirdly gratifying I love that. to that when like you sound the alarm or whatever but then you kill 40 dudes or whatever yeah. like even though you weren't supposed to do it that way yeah because the other way like I've done the thing where you put like nine dudes in a pile carefully in a closet oh the old man pile no one finds you so and then... <laughs> what got me about Metal Gear and I'm really really excited because I think that Phantom Pain is just gonna just not even scratch this itch it's gonna be like when a dog is on the floor and just like scratching his tummy and he's like oh I'm having these oh, it's, it's a good time for me the dog <laughs> oh. um, I like messing with the AI I like I like screwing around and just basically it's like hide and seek crossed with like pranks as a kid. Yeah. You know? Like when you're when you're being mischievous. Like that's what I like. I like mischief in a game, not so much like tactical espionage. You know, that's never been the thing that drew me to it. Some people like to be like, I'm gonna sneak through, I'm never gonna be seen. I'm playing this on extra hard. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish this and it's gonna give me Big Boss's <laughs> mustache. It's it's gonna spit it out of the C D drive. I'm gonna get to put it on <laughs> and I'm gonna turn invisible when that happens. You know, it's like yeah. the, the crazy crap you unlock. It's gonna tell me that I'm an ultimate phantom. That's my new code name, you know. I don't know, but like I like Metal Gear because the I I distinctly remember playing the first one with the stealth suit on that 
my friend unlocked because I was I'm bad at the game. Uh, I think you have to beat that on like normal or something. But it was anyway, it was his console. But he had the stealth suit, and we would do the thing where we would be in the armory, and there's that one trap door, and we'd be tiptoeing around, and we'd like we'd scare a guy, or we'd like we'd turn the stealth suit off. And just like basically appear like a ghost in front of him, and then turn it back on, and then run down the hallway, and like I, I don't know, jump over the the trap door yeah. or whatever, and then trick him into walking into a pit. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like it's not so much that we like this cinematic storytelling yeah. or this like really you know this interesting strategy. We like making a man fall in a hole. Yep. <laughs> in the same way that we like shooting a guy in the arm in Metal Gear Two, mm-hmm. and he can't reach for his walkie-talkie, and so he's like running around. Yeah. Like, it's like pulling yeah. arms off a fly. The video game. You know oh, I mean? no, I I love that stuff. And you like, are you you hit somebody with a rock, or you you hit somebody? There's a shoot a yeah. bullet behind somebody and they're like what was that noise uh nothing i guess to just go back to standing at the front of the wall yeah. and the thing is like metal huh? gear's always like hit pretty hard back like even even playing it on you know wussy mode it's always been like pretty punishing if you mm-hmm. get caught uh it seems like phantom pain i got the sense with ground zeros to a certain extent but it seems like phantom pain is gonna kind of let you play it like play it real loud if you, yeah. if you yeah. want to like, yeah it's, they, they, i mean they're showing off some like you can call in an airstrike which is pretty much like the ultimate Screw it! I lost that. You know, like oh, they caught me in my box. I'm going to burn them to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. busted. I think that's like most modern stealth games now, right? Yeah. Like there aren't really a ton of like pure stealth games. Like even the Splinter Cell games start you with machine guns in most of the stages. Mm-hmm. It's not really walking around with that like little pop gun and like a tin can to throw to annoy somebody. Yeah, yeah. if you if you chose to play Dishonored Stealth, I think it did it really, 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 really? well. <clears throat> yeah, but even though you know Dishonored still gives you the option. You, you don't have to everything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I really, I, I just, I like Far Cry because it's like, it's like dumb Metal Gear, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems like the, it seems like the new one is going to be, is kind of taking some cues from, from Far Cry. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I like that you just, you're this like tribal tattooed dude bro who's like, I'm going to sneak up on these idiots and you just throw a rock and they're like, hey, what was that? And then, mm-hmm. you, then you set fire to everything and then bears come out and like, this mm-hmm. is, that's, that's so much Far Cry fun. 3 is so good. I'm yep. really bummed we're not getting a Far Cry this year, by the way. Yeah, I'm cool like if they like I didn't even for, I uh, for a minute. You didn't know? play one second of four. Really? Yeah, I had, I had a great time. With yeah, four. Well, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's it just came out, but also, uh, what did we got? We got announced. Uh, we're not getting this for till like, 2019 or whatever. But the Tom Clancy Ghost Wildlands. Oh, Wildlands. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one's that's like cool. really that open. That's that's looks, our next Far Cry game. That looks like yeah, four player third person. But that's the thing. That one has like no. It's like completely. It seems like there's not even like a mission structure or anything. Like yeah. that is like as open as it's possible to be. Well, that's fine because that's always my least favorite part of the Far Cry games. Like every time the story is just sort of like, "Hey, I'm over here," and you're like, "Ah, oh, I gotta talk to you again." Mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. just like taking take over outposts and stuff like that. You know? Sure. All right. Um, should we talk about the 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 the, the drop the drop games, that DAC. Uh, all the games that are coming? I don't know why I wrote drop that DAC. <laughs> What do we say in this? In this, we've been saying the word DAC a lot in the we office. We say DAC. No one yeah. knows what it means. I think I know what it means. I DAC think we Ralter know what it means. Is, yeah. is Luke Skywalker's co-pilot who died in the Battle of Hoth. There's a little fun fact for yeah. you. Crash that. Does that man have a DAC? Also, everyone calls them Rebel Snow Speeders, but they're actually just regular air speeders that were actually. outfitted for Hoth. This <laughs> awful climate. Uh, we got Adventures of Pip coming to PS4 Digital. It's a little, uh, it's a little platform. Interesting play, game, you, actually. You I play as that. a square in a so world you, of other squares. So bigger. no, you you actually start as an you start as a pixel. From like original games, and you can turn into an 8 bit character and a 16 bit character. Oh, wow. But the world is almost always none of those things. So it's it's sort of artistically not super cohesive, but um, platforming wise, it's pretty fun. And uh, it's just sort of interesting being able to basically turning into a pixel is kind of like your morph ball in this game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's cool. 
Archive, Arcade Archives Bomb Jack. Nope. That's a 1984 game that Jared Petty could tell us a lot about, but he's yep. not here. It's his favorite tandy PS4 game. Digital. Uh, then there's The Bridge, which is coming to PS4, PS3, PS yeah, Vita. Digital three-way cross-buy. That looks like uh, an MC Escher painting. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool puzzle game. Uh, it's been out on PC for a while. Um, cool stuff. Check it out. A cool time. Yeah. Color Guardians demo. Uh, <laughs> PS4 digital. I don't know what's that at Color Guardians. No, it's they're just different. So you're in the Color Guard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, curses and chaos. <laughs> Going to PS4 and PS Vita digital cross buy. Oh, it makes me so happy how many of these are on Vita. Yeah. Yeah. The, the little indie machine that could. This yeah. next one's got a lot of a lot of words in it. Are you ready for it? Nope. Are you ready for the words? There's going to be a bunch of them in one game title. <laughs> Dungeon Travelers 2, The Royal Library, and The Monster Seal. That's coming to PS Vita. That sounds sounds like a JRPG. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gianna Sisters, Dream Runners, PS4. Gianna Sisters is the game that is a point and rip off of Mario. Yeah, Yeah. so it's actually funny because the game started as a rip off of Mario uh, back in the 80s, but they've still kept making it and it's actually become its own sort of franchise which, yeah. which is really interesting uh, the, the last Gianna Sisters game before this one was sort of about good and evil and you could click a button and turn the entire world from good to evil on the fly so you're in like happy happy land and you press a button and you're in hell so not uh, only is it a Mario ripoff it's also a Zelda ripoff yes yeah, totally they're just going they're going through the whole history all right, there's Helldivers Super Earth Ultimate Edition for PS4, PS3, PS Vita, and that is actually coming to retail. That's Helldivers and all of the bells and whistles of DLC that it came the with. The hells and whistles. Hells and whistles. Shut up, Marty. <laughs> uh, I like this because it sounds like an R&B collection. It's called Pure Hold'em. Yeah. I, I was, you know, I've, for decades now I've been playing all this tainted, unpure Hold'em games. <laughs> so it's good to finally get some purity in my in my Hold'ems. <laughs> I want <laughs> When I hold you, it's real pure. <laughs> I love to hold. It's the certain purity in the life. This just get, are these are these can, lyrics? Candles get lit, and the the bath is nice. Got power through it. Come in the warm bath. Oh, I don't want to go in your bath. <laughs> was that a, was that a Taylor even Swift the, one? I don't know. Uh, even the the little box art. They don't have box art because it's a digital game. But the little image they put up for this was just like it looked like a bunch of poker chips by candlelight. I'm like, this is like it's so weird. Maybe people have erotic poker. <laughs> Not even strip poker. It's like you play a game and then you go bang out. This is this isn't in uh, relation to anything. But I went to Taylor Swift this weekend uh-huh. with Greg Miller, and it was an amazing show. But halfway through the show, she's like, "I have a really fantastic surprise for all of you." Pure Hold'em is coming to play. <laughs> <laughs> like, Please welcome Joan Baez and Julia Roberts. And they just came out and they didn't say anything. They just like came out and like waved. And then she like shoot him off stage, and we're like, "What just happened? Like, why did they?" And like Julia Roberts is just like confused and wearing a t-shirt, and like, "Why am I here?" She like brought her niece, and they just pulled her up from the like, crowd. Yeah, it was just it was a real weird thing. I bet you Emma Roberts was pissed. Yeah. I saw I saw Greg's tweet, and he's like, "Taylor Swift just thanked me for coming to the show," and I was like, "Yeah, oh, it's." She did that to everybody. It was she thanked everyone. She's yeah. like, I thank each and every one of you in the audience. Greg took that personally. No, I, I like I like that joke. That's I, I good. That. I knew that yeah. joke. It was cute. Yes, uh, Greg was all excited. That was cute. Tales from the Borderlands episode four. Yeah, Marty, I, you reviewed it. Yeah, I reviewed it. Uh, this isn't going on. Yeah, uh, it's not good. No. Yeah, uh-huh. really, it's really not good. Uh, like how not good? How does... I will. I gave it a six. It's by far the worst episode of Tales from the Borderlands so far. I think the first three have been incredible. God, uh, episode this continues, four. It's like this continues Telltale's curse of God. episode fours. Wow, Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead, um, just not great. Um, yeah, it's really short. Uh, it's not nearly as funny. It doesn't have poignant character moments like the other ones. It doesn't really advance the full story. Someone climaxed in the room next to us. <laughs> I don't oh. know if that picks up on the audio at home, but. Um, 
you can, you can write uh, email walls at IGN.com <laughs> yeah. and tell them they're doing a real bad job. Don't lately. go in Vault 101. There's a situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually, that's that's really awesome that there's a Fallout game coming out this fall. And we got an email sent to our entire company today saying that there's a situation in our Vault, 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 Vault 101, our Fallout-themed conference room. <laughs> Rat and, roaches. And they're like, apparently. You can't go in there. There is a situation. Seriously, don't go in there. And of course, all of us are all like, of us oh, yeah, Liam yeah. Neeson is talking to a baby in there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I guess he didn't play Fallout. Liam Neeson's oh, the father in Fallout yeah. Three. That was man. That was yeah, well, the opening man. of the game. There's a yeah. baby. Um, yeah, that's we have we have uh, game themed conference rooms at IGN. Yeah. We have a portal themed one, and and Glados will interrupt meetings and just talk for like 15 seconds straight. Yeah, that's weird. It's yeah. really annoying. Uh, anyway, moving on. The Quiet Collection, <laughs> PS Vita Digital. What's that about? Anyone? It's actually pronounced. It's the Quiet Collection. Well, quite. That's uh, quite a collection. <laughs> Resident Evil Revelations 2, the episodic one that came out earlier this year, yeah. is coming to Vita. So Sweet. if you want to play, if you want a monster in your pocket, there yeah. you go. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, those games uh, <laughs> start, it's weird because they started as handheld games, the yeah. Revelations games, on 3DS. That's right, yeah. On 3DS. Yep. Yep. So, and uh, that's also where the uh, the first ever CirclePad Pro ship with that game. Shut up, Andrew. That's right. <laughs> this the, is a PlayStation the podcast you <laughs> <laughs> Crime was news. unconvincing too. But my news. Uh, and here's the last one. This is uh, yeah. I apparently missed this one. Zombie, the yeah. uh, zombie U, zombie U without the Wii U. Without the U. This was the Wii yep. U game Wii that uh, Ubisoft really threw a lot of time and energy into, and then realized I, it was on yeah. a platform that wasn't. Doing but it's so like hot. I like really Wii, liked this. Game. That was the thing. Greg reviewed it, didn't like it at the time. Yeah. Uh, but pe- that game kind of is a cult following. It's yeah. actually like really It'd punishing, be really and, smart use of the the. Gamepad in a way that yep. a few things have, uh, like there is no pausing, and so well, it's uh, a it's a first person survival horror roguelike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. And yep. when you yeah. die, you just become another survivor, and you can go and find zombies and find your old your stuff. Old you find your own back. I think that's yeah. so cool. Um, um, yeah, I'm, and they're doing a really smart thing. Where like, so the way it worked on the gamepad was if you looked or on the Wii U rather, if you looked down at the gamepad like away from the TV, like you can still get killed. Like stuff's still yeah. happening. Yeah. So the way they did it in this is that if you pause and pull up your inventory, it doesn't actually pause the game. Like you're still vulnerable in that yeah. moment, which is a good. I think enough. in terms of the first person zombie games that have come out recently between this and Dying Light I actually prefer this mm-hmm. uh, because of the setting is really cool like you're yeah, in London you're in London and it's like everything just feels wet and gross and disgusting uh, the only thing that my main concern sorry were, UK listeners sorry about that I mean uh, London's a little wet and gross yeah. and disgusting it's a wonderful city but. your uh, your melee weapons are kind of limited like it's mostly you like, have a couple of guns and you have like a, a cricket bat a cricket bat but it, from what I hear I think they're coming out with there's there's new melee weapons in this one so if this is budget price I don't think they're they're not doing a ton with the graphics, so it's not going to look amazing. But yeah. um, it was yeah, a it's pretty totally, good looking game. Why totally a fun The thing I'm curious about is, is the zombie. You obviously used the hell out of the gamepad. Yeah. How, do we know anything about how this is going to be handled on PS4? Yeah, and I don't know they how talk- like the like the multiplayer was really cool. And- so that's the only thing they're they're not bringing over oh. is the multiplayer. Yeah, the, zombie, the multiplayer was cool because it was like uh, asymmetrical, where someone was a survivor it, trying to survive, and you were almost like a dungeon master on the gamepad, like placing zombies. Right, like, right. Like you were spending currency to place. Zombies in different places yeah. and different times. So that's the only thing that's not making it over. But other than that, um, yeah, check it out. And yeah. if you have a Wii U and you haven't played it and you don't want to buy it full price, it's like I saw it for like $7 on Amazon or something the other day. So, All right. We did it, guys. Sweet. So now it's time for Rapid Fire. I went in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash podcastbeyond. And I asked you questions. I got 370 questions in an hour at the time of this writing. And we are going to answer 
five of them today. <laughs> uh, so Kyle Grosser asks, if Sony has to create a parallel to Rare, Rare Replay, which studio should they use? LucasArts. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we did. We, we, we did it. Yeah, we kind of touched um, on that. And yeah. you're you a big fan of Rare Replay, right? You reviewed yeah, it, gave Rare it a Replay nine. is awesome. Um, yeah, I think we were talking about this, like, what studios make sense? I mean, uh, Naughty Dog has the history in the franchises, but they have, like, there's too many. Naughty Dog would be really weird and complicated because, like, they're the past, what, like, nine games are, like, current-gen games? Yeah. But so I it's mean, like having the Crash games, having Jack and Daxter. Yeah, I guess that's true. Jack X. It's just weird because there is that Jack, Jack collection. There's... Yeah, Jack X. I think it's good with them too because they didn't. Did they do? A, did they do any licensed games? I think they did very early on, right? I know we did a uh, history thing on them at some point. I don't point. know. Yeah, uh, but the rare, the thing that really hung up the rare replay collection was that like a third of their games were stuck behind walls somewhere else. Yeah, it was yeah. either a Donkey Kong game yeah. or a Diddy Kong Racing, yeah. Donkey Kong Country, Gold Golden Eye. Like some of the ones that you're like, oh man, I love Rare. I can't wait to play. Oh, no, it's not there. You yeah. know? So it's kind of missing a lot of the greatest hits. Yeah. I don't know if Insomniac you can go back to the Spyro games and then yeah. all the way through Infamous stuff. Yeah, and but I mean, they don't. I mean, that's the weird, it's it's the same problem, right? Like, the, there are so few of these studios that Sony owns, like, right? Like, Insomniac is independent. So it's like, Sony probably owns most of those Sony games, but you couldn't go back and do like a full Insomniac library probably. I guess yeah. maybe you could. I don't know. It's it's really interesting. Like the rights that tie up these things are fascinating. Like Activision would have to co-publish the craft yeah. parts and like same thing with Rare Replay. Like there are so many gates basically yeah. that prevent this content. You from could happening. do a smaller sort of media molecule one. It would be Sure. It'd be yeah. tiny. Though. Yeah, I mean I, that's why I said LucasArts. I don't I mean obviously like Microsoft owns Rare, but I Rare has a way longer legacy than Microsoft has yeah. and I don't yeah. has Sony scooped up any studios that have been around for that long? Or if they most they mostly most yeah, of them kind I mean, of like came to be existence around the same time the, the PlayStation. Right. Right. I mean, it's like a lot of the studios that have closed. Like you could still go back and do retrospectives of what they did. I mean, like there there are studios that have been around for long enough that you could do something interesting. I mean, like Bend is a really interesting studio, yeah. but it's like you're not going to get you know like a siphon filter collection would be really interesting, but I don't know that you would get that doesn't scratch the itch that like Rare Replay scratched. Yeah. Well, like so they weren't there weren't PlayStation games in the 80s whereas Rare was making Jetpack. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. and Slalom. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to see uh, Square, Squaresoft. Yeah. That Especially would be amazing. Amazing. If you yeah. almost did it by eras, like there the PS1 go. era Square games, like yeah. everything I mean, from Final Fantasy VII to Air Guys to... Yep. I would love to do the math on what it would, how many hours it would take to complete every game in a collection like that. Like the Squaresoft yeah. collection would be a... a 10,000 hours at yep. least. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, 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 one of the other ones someone mentioned once was a Bioware one, but I'm like, that would be so huge. Yep. That's right. That sounds uh, exhausting. Yeah. Good question, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Beyond. Tyler Floyd asked, how do you balance time between work relationships and gaming? We get this question a lot. Poorly. And one, the, the problem is, <laughs> like, one of them doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, that's the, the weird thing is figuring out, like, that work-life balance thing. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the time that means, like, falling behind on games. Yeah, I mean, work, yeah. work-life balance is tough in every job. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if, if you guys feel the same way, but a lot of times like we're so ingrained in games and staring at monitors and screens all day that when I leave, I don't want to do that. Yep. So like, I did, uh, from it. Let me ask you this, Marty, because I, I mean, I wanted to ask you this anyway, but now we're on microphones. Don't do it here or wherever you're going here. Uh, what, where, where do you, like, when do you play all these games? Because you review more games than anybody in this room and probably anybody in this company. Yeah, but uh, do you do you hide in a room and just play most of them at work or like? Yeah, I mean, I sort of I luck out because I review a lot of games, but most of them are short. Yeah, Um, like Like episodes of indie casual, indie cash. Like I'm not reviewing like Witcher and Dragon Age and stuff. Yeah, I play a lot of my games at work. I'll play, you know, I'll I'll get up 
early in the morning on like a Saturday or Sunday and put in a couple hours yep. uh, or I'll just take a day off and actually just play a ton of games. But yeah, I mean, having that balance is huge, especially when like we all read and we all watch a ton of movies and TV shows and yep. stuff. So like something has to give. Um, and a lot of times for me, it's longer games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that you were really good at this for a while. Like, you used to come in at like, 9.30 and be like, yeah, I got up at 6 and I played three hours of blah, blah, blah. Like, I get a lot really of my media out of the way in the morning. Yeah. Like, I, that's when I catch up. I catch up on most of my television before work because my wife goes to work earlier than I do. And I have, like, an extra hour or two to, like, check up on emails, work on music, uh, watch Hannibal, mm-hmm. and then I will walk to work and then get here at normal time. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of like that rather than staying up to, like – I don't like to stay up to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning playing video games anymore. Yeah. I can't. But the other thing is, like, I mean, we kind of have a, a, a cheat here in that, like, friends and family members and wives and girlfriends and fiancés and stuff like that kind of understand what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. So it's a little easier for me to be like, honey, I'm, you know, I'm going to play – blah 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 on the TV for a couple hours I, I think that like if you because sometimes you literally have to you kind of have yeah. to and I think if you if you had just any literally any other job and you, you it, it'd be kind of harder to be like I gotta sit up and finish this game like yeah. if I'm on a spoiler cast the next day and we're talking about The Last of Us I'm staying up and I'm finishing The Last of Us like the uh, what was it Left Behind DLC mm-hmm. like I beat that on, on basically before work. Same with Bioshock Infinite. Like I finished it before work and I got on the train and I got to work and we did content on it. And it was sort yeah. of just like, like my wife brought me coffee that morning and put my breakfast in front of me and I'm just like, I got to finish this. And yeah. I don't think a lot of other significant others would put up with that kind of crap because sure. does she, a good excuse. Does, so does she like, does she get a sense of when you're, when you're playing something for fun or when you're like, when oh, you're, totally. Because like I was, totally. uh, I was mostly playing Arkham Knight after a certain point. I was playing that kind of just as like, kind of trying to get to the next part of it like yeah. I wasn't really I was kind of just killing time yeah and she'd come over and I'd be like fighting these same dumb tanks and just like crashing through stuff and she'd be like can we go do something and I'm like I'm uh yeah we can go do something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Don't yeah like I mean I was playing uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture this weekend I wasn't really enjoying it mm-hmm. like and she noticeably saw me frustrated kind of being like what do they want me to do what am I supposed to I hate this town. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's fine. Like yeah. it's uh, all things considered, we make it work. Like, yeah. like everybody makes but it work. But you're I mean your fiance doesn't play games really, right? I'm I'm married. You're yeah, I don't know why I said that. I, I got weird. No, she'll she'll play games with me every yeah. now and then. Something yeah. you know, kind of stupid. But like, I got a question actually on, on Tumblr from somebody, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting tied to this. I won't I won't name him in case he wants to be anonymous. He says, You ever get bored of your hobbies? Lately I can't bring myself to play games or consume games media except oh, yeah. beyond. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, uh, exactly. my time spent doing that has been spent reading, playing guitar, and mountain biking, I can't help feeling that video games and consuming hours of gaming coverage a day is ultimately a waste of my limited time. You know what? I don't know if waste is the right word exactly, but I think it's worth pointing out that games are often the most bloated medium. Mm -hmm. They are massive, sprawling things, and in order to experience them in their entirety, you have to, like, you, you cannot get through certain games in less than 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a huge amount of time, you know? Well, like you, you were saying recently about how games are the only medium that kind of push you back, yeah. right? Like a movie is sort of like, watch me, and a book's like, read me. But a game is sort of like, I'm going to kill you a bunch of times, and you have to keep replaying this one scene yep. over and over. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're a waste of time. I think that sometimes they can be diversions from actual responsibilities or things like that. And I do think that it is totally okay to kind of cyclically 
fall in and out of love with video games as mm -hmm. a medium and as a hobby. Like I'll have times where I sit down in front of every console and every handheld and every game on my iPhone and PC and everything else, and I'll just go, I don't have anything to play. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's kind of like a kid being on the internet and being like, I'm bored. And you're like, how yeah. are you bored? You have unlimited. <laughs> yeah. no, it's all, it's all unlimited. No, it's, it's, it's your mindset. You yeah. Know? Like I, well, we've talked about on the show before, but like there's the reason I haven't played the Mass Effect games and Fall 3 is because there was like a two year span where I just stopped playing mm -hmm. a lot of games. Yeah. And that like, goes long before I worked at 1UP or IGN. Yeah. And I just sort of like I still had my PS3 hooked up and I still would occasionally play like, I remember playing, like, Braid and... Did you consider yourself, like, having quit games then? It was, like... Because I, like, I know I came very Yeah, close it was it. just sort of, like, I was writing a lot, and I was reading a lot, and I'd, like, recently moved to San Francisco, and so I was, like, learning the city and everything. Right. And uh, it's that weird thing of not making that conscious choice. It's not like, I quit games forever, but it's more like there's more important stuff or just yeah. things that are more attractive. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I took a long gap, too. I mean, there's that stigma about, like, oh, you're, you're a casual, you're not doing the thing. We, we talk about this sometimes, and I, like, it's... If you played every single game that came out this year, like tally the hours, like see how much time that mm -hmm. takes, you know. And yeah. if you want to tack on multiplayer and how long it takes to really get the full experience out of something like that, uh, it's it's crazy, you know. Like I, there are a lot of games I haven't played, mm -hmm. and I feel this weird kind of sense of guilt about it. Yep. And then I'm like, wh why? Yeah. You know, like there's a ton of stuff I've done. I've seen a ton of movies. I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of comics. I've met a lot of people. I've gone places. I've eaten tons of food. I've mm -hmm. learned how to do stuff. I've mm -hmm. created things. And it's like someone's, oh, but you didn't finish this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, I don't want to sound harsh, but I do kind of feel like you're not actually doing anything when you're playing a video game like I mean I love what I do for a living I love that we get to do the show but when you beat a video game it is a minor accomplishment but you haven't actually gone anywhere or done anything it is a giant diversion from other things and yeah. the same thing goes I mean, with any art. it's yeah. all art and all well video games are like the the heroine of escapism yes yeah they are yeah. the most like just distilled like here is a world you can explore you can yeah. meet people and you can talk to them mm -hmm. and you can ride a horse and it's like that's why it's it's, it's rare it is rare that a video game is so truly immensely satisfying from start to finish that by the time you're done with it you can kind of step away and go like man that was great like that's kind of how I felt with The Last of Us where it was sort of and uh, people always go back to that game but it just felt like a thing from start to finish and it mm -hmm. was paced excellently and there wasn't really a lot of like uh, like a Batman I feel like there was a lot of bloat that I got lost in on the sides uh, and I didn't feel that way and that's what, it's kind of why I prefer single player games a lot because you can sort of like focus in on something and feel accomplished after, afterwards mm -hmm. but yeah Ben thank you Tyler that was a great conversation yeah. uh, we'll do one more Matthew Murphy asks which fall game will be the Assassin's Creed Unity of this year and like I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah. I don't know what that means exactly. That that wasn't like necessarily a bad game. I think that was a game that a lot – you enjoyed it. You didn't really yeah. run into a lot Which of the technical issues. is the Frenchest issues. game of the year. The Frenchest, <laughs> the Frenchest game, of the, game of the year. I guess like what game is going to become like the – is there a game that's going to launch with problems that sort of becomes yeah. this like controversy? Um Because I, 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 I kind of feel like it was sort of unfair the, what Assassin's Creed Unity got last year of mm -hmm. like this – massive sprawling open world designed by the hundreds if not thousands of talented people is remarked only for the fact that every now and then in one in a million games a woman's eyeballs bug out and make her look like a monster person <laughs> like, so aside from there was some weird stuff yeah there were people walking on top of crowds yeah there yeah. were I mean they had, patch, they had a patch they had a fluttering yeah. skirts just yeah. a little bit more QA I think yeah um, yeah, I don't know if it's maybe going to be a multiplayer-centric one. I don't know if something like Battlefront 
is going to have problems at launch, or if Halo Five is going to have problems at launch. Um, I hope that I hope that yeah. Microsoft's learned their lesson from. Hitman's I don't think they would yeah. let because yeah. yeah, I mean they would not let Halo have that happen again. Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's the kind of thing that you don't know until it just randomly pops up. Yeah, I, I think I think the one that has the most chance of having something that's not game breaking, but sort of just like angering a lot of people at the same time because it's they didn't really test on the fly is Fallout Four. I yeah. feel like that's the one that's going to have like one anomaly where it's they like always, every yeah. time there's three dogs on screen, everyone dies, and you're like, "What?" And like, yeah, I mean, like patching it. Don't worry. Right yeah, Fallout yeah. Three had plenty, not as bad as New Vegas, which was like super crazy buggy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Fallout Three had a lot. Um, I think honestly, I would expect Battlefront. Just like after what Battlefield Four went through, um, yeah. I would expect there to be issues with Battlefront. Actually, now that I think about it, you think so? Um, how was how was Hardline? How did that go? I honestly don't know. Hardline, they I mean they pushed it back like a good few months yeah, like almost yeah. Six months. The, uh, its launch was a lot smoother than yeah the launch yeah. was pretty smooth. I think that but they I mean, like kind of that was I think that people kind of have a bad taste in their mouth after you know Battle, Battlefield 4 yeah, yeah totally I mean my my optimistic answer to this is hopefully none of them like I think yeah. people are learning their lessons I think the hardware can handle more now I'm, I'm hoping that this is finally the year when like devs know this hardware well enough that like maybe they've learned to test for it and like inevitably every game has some kind of issues but I'm hoping there is no Unity this fall that would be yeah. nice yeah, I think because Unity was the first one that wasn't just a, a port of of a of a current gen game, right? That's well, yeah, Unity was, also was. I mean, keep it in was mind built that like floor. they yeah. built a co op system in a franchise that never had it. Like it had a lot of stuff it was trying to deal with under the hood, in addition to just being a functional Assassin's yeah, Creed game. So, yeah, I mean, like I don't want. It's like I don't know. I didn't play that much of Unity, but it bones me out when games are remembered only for the bugs because, like, I feel like that dissuaded. Ubisoft away from experimenting within the Assassin's Creed universe, yeah. which isn't great because um, yeah. I don't want to get the same game every year. Yeah, I mean, like, we do that as gamers a lot, right? Like, we focus on the one weird thing, and it's like there's there's a billion beautiful things in this game, you know, and it, it fundamentally mostly works, and I, I know, like, your experience may vary, but, like, I, I feel like we got to get better at that. Yeah, and I mean, like, I get it because, like, I mean, we're sitting atop our throne of getting to play most of these games for free. Like, if you spend $60 in a game and it's a buggy mess and doesn't function, that's disastrous and that's not yeah. good, right? Yeah. So, like, I understand the outrage, and people should let the publishers know that that's not okay and that those games don't function. Like, that's a bad thing. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I, I'd like to see people kind of try and stay positive when they can. Um, I can only imagine how frustrating that must be when, you know, you get two games for Christmas and both of them don't work. Uh, that's not yeah. great. Yeah, But, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know, I, I, I would like to see this fall not have a game like that, but we'll see. I kind of like when Fallout is, like, I'm ex- I excuse Fallout a little bit when it's, yeah, when it's janky. It's so because, big. because it actually, it it's not... Luda narrative dissonance. Yes. To have yeah. to be, the, the whole world is broken. Everybody's yeah. mutated and has cancer. If something doesn't work, it kind of makes sense. It's <laughs> not like there's a monster on a roof in Paris and it makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. To- it totally makes sense in Fallout when like a leg gets glitched through a wall for 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah. Same with, yeah. I mean, also we had Skyrim since then. That was, I mean, there were a little bit, little bit buggy weirdness in there, but it, yep. it worked Especially pretty well on, on the PlayStation. <laughs> the yeah. 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 I don't think we have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're good. Anyway. Uh, that's about that's about all we have for today. If you would like to email us, we are just beyond at IGN.com. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Yes, sir. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Mr. Phones a lot over here Sorry. is Garfep. I'm a busy man. I apologize. Typey typey angry birds, huh? Uh, anybody have uh, <laughs> typey angry birds? Yeah. Anybody angry have birds a th- too. thing they want to recommend guys, real quick? I recommend we... up at noon. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. what's yeah. that about? Is Max that, uh, and I just launched a new uh, weekly a, live comedy variety show. Based on the Up hit water bottle. Up at yeah. Noon is the latest Richard Linklater film. About, That's right. Uh, people sleeping in together. <laughs> so if you, know, if you know me from back in the day, I used to do a show with Greg Miller called Up at Noon. Uh, it was sort of like a scripted, monologue-driven show that then went into an interview thing. Uh, I did that for a while, and we didn't want to do it again. So Max and I, because we are so wonderful and fun, you know, off the cuff with no script, Chuckle, chuckle. Just flying by. <laughs> I made an Angry Birds joke mere seconds ago. That's right. <laughs> that was good. Great. Uh, we, we launched a new show. You can watch it. You can actually uh, interact with us while we're doing the show. It's every Thursdays at noon Pacific time uh, or 3 p.m. New York time or other clocks and other times. And I don't know how they work. It'll so be 9 p.m. in Germany. Tune in and check that out. Uh, yeah. Also, Goldfarb, you were on uh, my other show, The Comedy Button, this week. And I was. You and Max talked about your trip to Germany. Did we talk about yeah. the Spider-Man video? Oh. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they took did. that video on tour. <laughs> we actually put that video on uh, on Up at Noon. We could. Because right. we will not let that die. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, if you go go look up Seth Macy on Twitter, he edited – I don't know if you've seen this yet. Oh, it's yeah. so he, good. Yeah, he took uh, the Macy Gray Green Goblin scene from Spider-Man I like 1. That, that is the Macy Gray Green Goblin <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> Not the parade scene, but the Macy Gray scene. That's uh, what I remember it for. But he he edited the crappy <laughs> German Green Goblin over the uh, Willem Dafoe Green Goblin. It's really good. I got to admit, the first time I saw that video, I was kind of like, I don't really get the, what the fuss is about. But the more I think about it and the more I've seen it, it I, so laugh. I laugh yeah. every time I think. Every time I think of that Green Goblin's face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Spider-Man. <laughs> so good. That and the behind the back. Uh, pumpkin toss are my favorite. Yep. So weird. So yep. good. Jenna is so uncomfortable watching it that she has to leave the room. Really? She, she panics and she's like covers her ears and she runs out of the room. So good. I love that. On one. that note, thank you guys all for listening. Beyond. 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 Spider-Man. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.